Our precious freedoms are based not on government, but on God. Freedom is not free, and it is not appreciated until it's lost. This is Bob Boyd. And Jerry Boyd. This is Issues in Education. American founder Thomas Paine said, get this, what we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. Founder John Quincy Adams said, you will never know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it. One half of young Americans under age 38 believe America is a racist, sexist country and not the greatest country in the world, not proud of our history, which they don't even know, and believe the American flag is a symbol of intolerance. Todd Starnes is a columnist and Fox News commentator and author of Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. Our second president, John Adams, said that our Constitution was designed only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the governing of any other. What does that mean? Here's a cut from Todd Starnes. Our entire way of life in America is designed with God at the center. You go back and read our founding documents, it's very clear to me that we were not meant to be a secular nation. We were meant to be a Christian nation. Under Judeo-Christian forms of government, you can come here and you can worship whatever way you want to worship. You don't even have to worship. And you will not be persecuted under one form of government. And that is a government that is flavored by Christian values. That's what makes our country so amazing. Although our founders believed that Jesus came to set the captives free, they designed our Constitution for freedom. So what's happened to our nation when God and absolute values are taken out of our culture? You get chaos. And this is what we have been facing in this country for more than a decade. Chaos in the culture. It doesn't matter if it's not true. You've got your truth. Therefore, that is the truth. Well, I thought, okay, I'm going to self-identify as translender. And maybe I'll be able to... Right? I go down to the skinny jeans store in Brooklyn, New York, and try. I couldn't get my big toe in those things. I mean, there are some realities in life. You've got your truth. I've got my truth. What happens when our truths collide? Whose truth takes precedent? We know the truth because the truth set us free. We have gotten chaos because we removed God from the equation. You see, we don't get our rights from mankind. Our rights come from Almighty God. When the Taliban would invade a country, the first thing they did was target the country's cultural sites. They would tear down the statues. They would destroy the monuments. They would burn the books. It was a complete cleansing of the culture. This is happening right here in America. A new Gallup poll says that most millennials and Generation Zers believe there should be limitations placed on free speech. Okay, who gets to make that decision? Look at what's happening with the sex and gender revolutionaries taking over our public school system. You get little Billy up, he's eating the Fruit Loops, you send him out the door on the school bus. When he comes back home, he goes by Susie and he's wearing a dress and doesn't know his pronouns. This is nothing to laugh about, folks. This is what's happening in America, where our public schools have been overrun by a radical agenda to get them to hate America and not know their pronouns.
That is a dangerous thing. And this is why I encourage folks everywhere I go to either homeschool your kids or get them in a solid private Christian school. Now, you say, well, Todd, what about the public schools? We've got to fight in those public schools. And even if you don't have a child in public school, you are a taxpayer. You have a responsibility to know what's happening and how your tax dollars are being used in that public school. We've got to take back Washington. Well, you know what? That's well and good. But if you don't take care of what's happening back here at home, you're never going to change what's happening in Washington, D.C. So we've got to get Christians onto the school boards and city councils and city hall. We've got to take back our own communities first. Todd Starnes said that what is happening in our culture is the product of what's happening in our public schools. That's right. Leftists knew that to change a culture, they had to change the education of youth because once people are adults, they're set in their beliefs. So what's going to happen for Christians in the nation they founded? You, as a Christian, are going to be asked not just to tolerate things that violate your faith, but you will be forced to endorse them. Baronelle Stutzman, she's a flower shop owner up in Washington State, sweet Christian lady, 70-something years old, grandma. She was told that she had to participate in a same-sex wedding ceremony. She said very kindly why she could not do that, and then she suggested a few other flower shops that would accommodate these two gentlemen. But that wasn't good enough. The attorney general declared war on this grandmother, sued not only her business, but also they sued Baronelle personally. That meant everything was on the line. Her house, life savings, car, everything she owned. That case went all the way to the Supreme Court. And Baronelle lost. The Supreme Court refused to hear the case. I interviewed Baronelle and I said, Baronelle, do you have any regrets? And she says, Todd, I have no regrets. She says, we're all going to come to a point where we have to ask ourselves this question. Do you obey God or do you obey the government? She says, it was a very simple choice for me. I said, but Baronelle, you didn't win the case. She says, Todd, that wasn't the point. I did what God told me to do. That's it. It's not about winning. It's about doing what God tells you to do. Remember the story in the Old Testament of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They would not bow down. But guess what happened? They got thrown into a big barbecue pit. At least that's the southern version of the story. And guess what happened? There was somebody else there in the fire. And he wasn't weeping. He wasn't complaining. He was, howdy boys, what's going on? Southern version. But you know, you get the point. My hope is not built on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. You see, I have hope in America because of people like Baronel Stutzman. I have hope in America because brothers and sisters who are standing together side by side. And we will win the day. So what are we going to do about all of this? Because the country is a mess. We do need to get involved in our school boards. This is the engine driving the rapid change in our culture. And that's why the Attorney General of the United States declared that he was going to send the FBI to investigate moms and dads who were raising concerns about critical race theory. Let me say something about critical race theory for just a moment. In essence, what they are saying is that if you are a certain skin color, you are a bad person. Well, I want to say something about that. My God doesn't make mistakes. Not one mistake. We are all made in God's image. 
And I tell you, brothers and sisters, it is a lie from the pit of hell designed to turn us against each other and foment a race war. And I am fighting against that every single day on my radio show. But most importantly of all, we've got to take back our homes. You see, it's not good enough to take back City Hall. It's not good enough if you're not teaching your kids, if you are not grounded in the word of God. We've got to get back to the basics if we want to restore American values. Some people who try to silence our voices, but we must not be bullied and we must not be silent. And like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I love this quote, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. Well, I believe this is a Bonhoeffer moment for every Bible-believing Christian in America. And the time has come for all of us to take a stand. You see, God's little lambs, we can no longer be silent. We've got to start roaring like lions. The time has come to take a stand. You say, Todd, but I'm not a fighter. Well, there's no such thing today because we, my fellow countrymen, we are freedom's last line of defense. So I say this, do not hide liberty's light under a bushel. You hold it high and let the flame of freedom burn bright for all the world to see. I believe it's time for every gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American to take a thunderous stand for life, for liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And let our prayer be on this day that our great nation will once again be that shining city on a hill. God bless you all very much. Thank you. But Todd, so many Christians don't get involved. They don't vote. They remain on the sidelines, silent like little lambs. So what's going to happen to our nation? The secular atheists are going to take over like they've been doing for the last few decades. And it's unfortunate that so, so many pastors and leaders say they are just called to preach the gospel. We've heard that over and over again. And their gospel doesn't have any salt or light in it. Definitely no politics in it. Politics isn't just about politics. It's about the morals of a nation. But doesn't the Bible say that Christians should stay out of the secular culture? Should we remain in our safety zones of our churches? I think that's the problem. We have stayed away from all of that. Paul and Silas in the jail were singing and there was the earthquake and then they were set free. But that's not where the story ends. Because Paul said, wait a second, we're not going to go quietly because you have offended us, you have disrespected us, you have smeared our good names, and you're going to make this right. Jesus said that we need to be engaged as salt and light. Paul in Caesarea used his Roman citizenship to appeal his case to Caesar. The Apostle Paul used the laws of Rome to advance the gospel. So we need to use the system our founders gave us to advance the gospel and keep freedom alive. But unfortunately, many Christians think that politics is dirty, so they stay out and it gets dirtier. I think that's the big problem is that so many churches have disengaged from the culture and that's what they want. All of this is leading towards socialism. That's where all of this, what's happening, and they're conditioning us for that. And what better way to do that? The first thing they've got to do is neutralize the churches. The founding of our country can be directly attributed to preachers talking about freedom and liberty from the pulpits. So the founding fathers were so impressed, they were having a hard time raising up an army to fight the British for our freedom. So it was Baptist preachers in the southern states who went out there and helped raise up that army to fight the British. 
Todd Starnes, a Fox News contributor and author of Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. Todd said public schools have been overrun by a radical left agenda to get students to hate America, to separate Americans by race and religion. And that's why Todd Starnes recommends homeschooling to keep kids away from being just pawns in this spiritual, cultural civil war. As Sam Adams said, duty is ours, results are God's. Our guest, Oz Guinness, says that our nation is facing the gravest crisis since the Civil War with conflicts and hostility threatening to tear our nation apart. Our enemies are not foreigners, but among our fellow citizens. Oz Guinness is the author of more than 30 books. He's a strong advocate for freedom of religion and is the author of Last Call for Liberty, How America's Genius for Freedom Has Become Its Greatest Threat. Well, it's interesting that other nations have tried our Constitution, but it didn't work for them. What is there about America that makes America great? Freedom doesn't just come from the Constitution, the laws, the regulations. Freedom also has to come from the spirit of freedom. The spirit of freedom is something that's in the hearts and minds. In other words, there are certain assumptions for the American Revolution. Almost everybody, with a few exceptions, came from a Christian background. So what they assumed about freedom and things like that were thoroughly biblical. When you say everyone's equal, the fact is we're not equal. But biblical understanding of equality, that we're equal under God. But without the Lord, we're simply not equal. Okay, and you remarked that we are at a crisis in America rivaling the Civil War era. The founders, most of them, did own slaves, and that's why the Civil War was fought. How does that play into their idea of freedom to do what you ought as opposed to what you want? You're exactly right. The Declaration promised liberty and equality for everybody, but didn't apply to the slaves. That's what Lincoln addressed. Because of the evils of slavery, many on the left today would throw out the entire revolution. Yeah, and I was thinking about our public schools have gone to the secularism reigning. I mean, there's no equality of ideas in our schools today. There's only one set of beliefs, and that is the secular side. Exactly, and they too have been infiltrated, which is absolutely disastrous. But I think we're getting to the place where America will soon be a republic in name only. The famous saying of Jesus, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. For real freedom, you require truth, require character. It's not just doing what you like. Take, say, that to the sexual revolution. Everyone will be free and happy and fulfilled, which, of course, is utopian nonsense. Now, when Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free, this was at a time in Rome when there really was no freedom for the individual. How does that apply from individuals getting free from sin to nations becoming free? Someone's under the control of drugs or alcohol or pornography, they're not free or a sexual aggressor, they're not free. The Lord saves us from the grip of sin and even death. But you can't stop there. Liberty is positive freedom, freedom for, freedom to be. And for that, you need truth. And that goes back to the Exodus itself. It took God one day to get Israel out of Egypt. But it took him 40 years and counting to get Egypt out of Israel. <laughs> but no, they're not really free because they're hankering to go back. They're worshipping other gods, the golden calf. But most American freedom today, particularly the younger generation, is libertarian, and that never lasts.
we're at a point in America where we're saying good is evil, evil is good, or right is wrong, wrong is right. And it reminds me of Lincoln saying it's never right to do what is wrong. And some people are doing what we say is wrong and is wrong, yet they think it's right. Absolutely. And we need to confront that persuasively. Look in the Old Testament, Elijah confronting the royal family and 850 false prophets. He was totally outnumbered, one man against all that. But he didn't say, come back to God, come back to God, or Israel will fall apart. What he says is, if Baal is God, follow Baal. Now that's daring, because he knows Baal isn't God. The fastest way for them to discover that is to try and live as if Baal is God, and then to hit their head against the wall. And when they fail, he then, of course, shows how the Lord answers prayer. But we've got to have the courage today to take people's ideas and show how they lead to disaster. Now, that's a great quote you said. It took God one day to get Israel out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. Those people never did get Egypt out of Israel. Schools are so afraid to even touch religious freedom, they don't want to even mention anything about the founders' belief in God. James Madison, the chief framer of our Constitution, said, We've staked America's future on the capacity of each of us to govern ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. And I don't think the schools want to teach anything about God, do they? No, you're right. The colleges and universities has been taken over by the other side. The only framework to freedom is self-restraint, not external restraint. The greatest enemy of freedom is freedom. When freedom really flourishes, it's self-restraint. Without the Bible, can we really differentiate between good and evil? You cannot ground freedom outside the Scriptures. You can only ground freedom if you have a biblical view of human beings. We've got to make those arguments powerfully. We can't just lament the darkness. We've got to make those arguments publicly and win the argument. They talk freedom, but their views are going to end in tyranny. Where did the French Revolution end? The reign of terror, two million people killed. The Russian Revolution, maybe 35 million killed. I was in China during the Chinese Revolution. Mao Zedong may have killed 65 or 70 million people. In other words, the left and its revolutions have never come out well for freedoms. Trouble is that the words mean different things to different people. John Adams said only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. But today, virtue is its an antiquated idea. But for the founders, virtue included honesty, loyalty, faith, character, trust, and biblical values, right? No, absolutely. So the idea put forward when Clinton was president, you don't need character. All you need is competence. Is crazy. Say, which side do you come out on? Where do you choose? What America do you really want? We can't just lament the darkness. We've got to win the arguments. Well, that's right. You write, the freedom of the American experiment hangs by a thread. America, America, do you know what time it is? Freedom is at stake. And then I loved what you said. You said, will you listen, reflect, and turn around Or will you continue to rush headlong toward, like Rome, a fall beyond belief? I'm a Christian, speak in churches and other places, but I also like to go onto campuses, try and make the same arguments for people who don't share our assumptions. But if you look historically, free societies are very rare, and they rarely last. They never ever last forever. Athens, 50 years, as democracy is nothing. America's lasted a considerable time. It's the longest-running public tutorial in the art of political freedom in history. Were it to fail, it would be a tragedy, not just for Americans, but for the world. And that's why I get so stirred. I'm an Englishman, I'm not American, 
but I admire this country. Sometimes I grieve, sometimes I get angry. To see the present generation and its carelessness in just squandering this incredible heritage. Present generation, are you talking about the millennials or all of us right now? No, all of us. Everyone alive, we should care about where America is today. Our job as Christians is to stand often for common sense, for biblical truths, and to puncture the insanity of so much of the nonsense. Where does freedom come from? Freedom is the capacity to express and exercise your will despite interference and even resistance. God is the free one. But the great thing is, he's made us in his image and likeness. The Lord says, I put before you blessings and cursings, death and life. Choose life. People have the freedom to make the right decision, which of course means freedom is responsibility. Free people, they're responsible for what they say and what they do. People don't want to be responsible. We want to depend on other people and blame other people and so on. Ben Franklin, 1787, the Union was in jeopardy of falling apart, the Constitutional Convention, and he said that if God can see a sparrow fall, he can certainly notice an empire rise, and it can be helped by daily prayer. And that was answered, and the Constitution came together. So maybe we need that spiritual unity to get unity in this country. Certainly, and the dependency on the Lord and knowing that we can't do it all ourselves. The arrogance of, say, socialism, the idea that if you have the experts, they can plan and manage everything, effectively playing God, is absolute folly. America, I knew as a boy, is unrecognizable to the world as we look at it today. I go around the world, people say, explain America. What has gone wrong? America simply isn't America. Have you ever thought the scandal of the American church? Mm -hmm. It's the one country in the West where Christians are a huge majority. And yet, tiny groups we disagree with, say like the LGBTQ activists, 2 or 3% of America, transgenders less than 1% of America, yet they all have more influence than we do, and we're a huge majority. Something's wrong with us. We're supposed to be salt and light, but we're not very salty and light-bearing at the moment. I think probably the biggest problem with the church is they just don't educate their own people. I mean, here are kids going over to the secular schools, and they're not learning about Jesus and Moses and Abraham and the Bible and creation. They're not learning any of that. They're learning just the opposite. Our school systems have been taken captive by the left. There's no equality. There's no freedom of religion or freedom of speech. So the first thing to do is get the church back to do what Jesus said in the Great Commission. Go into all the world, make disciples, and educate them. Teach them. That's the requirement of the Great Commission, and we're not doing it. No, you're right. Freedom is not a casual thing. You've got to train people and educate them, and that's what we've abandoned. It's very important not just to be saved, but to continue maturing in Christ. Terrific point. The Born Again movement, incredibly important. 70s and 80s, Jimmy Carter, Chuck Colson, but it put the whole stress on being born again, conversion, being saved, and didn't put a similar stress on discipleship. And so it turned out to be a very shallow movement looking back, whereas it should have been just the beginning, Liberation is the beginning of liberty. Same is true. Discipleship begins with conversion, but it's far more than just the day we're born again. Sadly, we Christians have contributed to a lot of the shallowness. Uh, we're talking with Oz Guinness, author of Last Call for Liberty, How America's Genius for Freedom Has Become Its Greatest Threat. Maybe you could give us a conclusion, Oz. We're at a very critical stage. We're close to the stage where unless there's a restoration of some of the first things of the American experiment, we're going the wrong way, and this will spell the end of the American Republic as we know it. All of us who are followers of Jesus believe in the possibility of revival, restoration, the renewal of a covenant, 
So it's never over until it's over, but it is a time to pray, think, to persuade, and to really make a difference as far as we can unto the Lord. A crucial, crucial moment. Do you have a website? Yeah, osguinness.com. Two ends in Guinness, like the beer. In fact, that's part of your family heritage, isn't it? It is, but we don't own the brewery now, but we had it for 270-odd years. Our guest, Oz Guinness, author of Last Call for Liberty, How America's Genius Has Become Its Greatest Threat, wrote, America's experiment in freedom and self-government has titanic significance in history. But it's at a crucial point where we must decide if we will restore the original ideas of our founders or die by suicide and self-destruct as so many other nations have done. Founder Thomas Jefferson said, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. America is not big enough to shake her fist in the face of a holy God and get away with it. Our only hope is for God's people to repent for the sin of giving our children over to the world to educate and make them into secular humanists and socialists. That's a grave spiritual sin. It's time parents and pastors united to solve the core basic problem and give children a biblical education. If you would like a CD copy of today's program, please ask for number 1786, Standing Up for Liberty, Part 1. That's number 1786, Standing Up for Liberty, Part 1. The CD also includes next week's program, Part 2. You can order a CD copy of this program from our website. Our website is issuesineducation.org. That's issuesineducation.org. Please give us a call at 928 928- Seven seven six zero 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 zero. That's nine two eight seven seven six zero 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 zero. From Second Corinthians three verse seventeen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. For issues in education, this has been Bob and Jerry Boyd.